But anyway, um, in this video, I'm going to go over how you analyze a deal and how you make an offer. I'm going to go over the intangible aspects of that. The tangible aspects of analyzing a deal is you want to find out how many bedrooms and bathrooms the property has, how much square footage, um, when was the house built, the, the, the comparables in the neighborhood, has anything sold in the last six months within a mile, um, the size of the lot, you know, all the, the typical stuff. That's the tangible aspect of analyzing a deal. The intangibles, which nobody really talks about, is the story behind that property. The people that own the property, when did they buy it? Why did they buy it? Why are they moving? What's their financial situation looking like? You know, are they just downgrading because, you know, they've gotten older and their kids have moved out and gone to college and it's just too much house for them? Or are they moving because they're in the hole half a million dollars to the bank? Or because, you know, their pensions or their 401ks or their IRAs can't pay the mortgage or, you know, you have to look into the stories. Because that's going to help you create the best offer that you can to acquire some property. So I'm going to give an example of a property I was prospecting in Ringwood, New Jersey. Uh, that's Passaic County, I believe. Um, I made an offer to this couple. They rejected my offer. And I'm going to tell you why they rejected my offer. It was a great offer. But I'm going to tell you why they rejected it. Okay. They built this house in 1976, I believe. Uh, back then, it was a lot cheaper to build homes. Land was cheaper, construction was cheaper, cost of goods was cheaper. So they built this home on a one-acre lot. It was three bedrooms, three bedrooms, two bathrooms. Has a den on the first floor. It's got a laundry room, which is like it had like a 400 square foot laundry room. It's a nice tree-lined area, nice, I mean, nice tree-lined uh, lot, beautiful, it has a stream, everything. So they raised their family in that house, their sons, they raised them up, preschool, elementary, junior high, high school, up until college to when they moved out. So they listed their house for $299,000. Now, when I had a close realtor friend of mine, her name's Ashley McCoy, she works for Keller Williams in New Jersey. Great realtor. If you need a realtor, she's the one to contact. You can find her on Facebook, Ashley McCoy. So anyway, so I call up Ashley. I'm like, hey, Ash, can you help me run some comps on this property just so I can kind of have an idea of what the property values are in that area and just to help me construct an offer. So she goes ahead and does that. And she says, um, okay, so that price that they're quoting that they want, two ninety nine. dollars is actually a great price. It's under market value. The comparables in that prop in, in that neighborhood are actually going for three hundred fifteen thousand, three twenty thousand, three hundred twenty nine thousand. So they they priced their home to be competitive, and it's it's priced well. And so I'm like, okay, well, I want to wholesale this house. So I mean, I'm I, I have to give them a lowball offer. You know, like, I, I'm not going to offer them what they're asking, because if, if I do that, then, I mean, there's really no deal for me in being that there's no deal that I can pass off to a client or to an investor. So I, I asked Ashley, I said, what do you think I should offer them? She's like, well, first, go ahead and take a little look at the house, see what condition it's in. 
and you know, see if they'll, you know, accept two forty nine nine. So I'm like, all right, two hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred, just under two hundred fifty grand. They're asking is two ninety nine. Um, keep in mind, there's no liens on this property. They didn't refinance it. They own it free and clear. So I go to the house. I check it out. It's in immaculate condition. You know, it's not updated. It's not new. It doesn't have marble countertops or anything like that. It, it's it's outdated. I mean, they built it in the '70s, so it, it looks like it's from 1970, but it looks like it had never been touched. So everything looked brand new as far as what brand new was in 1970. So. To renovate this house, you know, your demo is not going to be difficult. All you're going to be doing is just, you know, ripping out the old cabinets and putting in new ones. You know, sand the floors, stain them. You're good to go. So, you know, I make them an offer of $249. Of course they rejected. This is why they rejected it. They didn't need to sell. They wanted to sell. The story behind that property was that, look... We, the house has served a purpose. We've raised our family here. We've had a great life. Our, our kids have grown up and moved out. We want to downgrade. We just want to sell the house, take our cash, and go somewhere else. They weren't in debt. They weren't desperate for the money. They didn't have um, hospital bills. Um, the wife didn't have cancer, and she had, you know, had, needed the money to pay for chemotherapy or, or anything. There was no desperate need to sell their house. So, when you're dealing with sellers like that, you're most not likely going to get a great steal of a deal because they don't need your money. You know, so when you're trying to find properties to wholesale, you're trying to find properties to flip, you want to buy into the story, not just what the homes are worth and, you know, how big it is and, you know, how small the lot is or what amenities the, the, the property has. The story, the story can make or break your sale. Because everything as far as in the tangibles can, can be perfect and fit great. But if the intangibles are not in your favor, then there's really nothing you can do. You know, unless maybe they were, you know, getting divorced and, you know, they had to split the house in half or something. And so the only way they could do that is to just hurry up and sell it and get it over with so just they can just be done and finished with each other. Then that would have probably been the only reason that they would have accepted a lowball offer like that. So um, for all my wholesalers and investors, don't just make your offers based off of comparables and the condition of the house. You have to find out what is going on in the lives of the people who own it. You have to it, almost become a stalker or, or an investigator. Now, I'm not saying you do anything illegal. I'm not saying you go camp outside their house and and take pictures of them and stuff like that. But you run you run title searches. You you run tax records. Find out if they've ever been in any financial trouble. Find out if they have any debt. Find out what may be going wrong in their life that they would need to sell this. And then when you make your when you make your offer, tell them, hey, you know what? With this offer you can use this money to pay this bill that you have. Or you can use this money to get, you know, Billy through his last year of college or or <laughs> whatever it is. So it's kind of like your negotiation tactics or your ammunition. You have to know who you're talking to. If you're coming to me, you're trying to buy my house, but you know nothing about me, you can't really negotiate with me intelligently because you don't know what to what to come at me with. 
And so, of course, they rejected my offer. And uh, they said uh, goodbye, basically. You know, they were like, hey, you know, I, I hope you find something in your price range. But um, we're not going to sell you our house for $249,000. You must be crazy. <laughs> you know? So um, I hope I was able to help you guys out. Uh, I'll be answering more questions on the next video. Tosin, see y'all later, man. Take care. Much success in your business. Down, 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 down